John of All Trades Podcast, episode 293. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And on this week's show, man, let's get healthy. Let's get ourselves in shape. Let's eat right. And if you're not doing those things, let's learn how. Why? Because my guest, Jackie Fouché, you look at her and you go, oh, she healthy. Which is not me being creepy or weird. That is the name of her health coaching business. And it's a great name. She also happens to be a coach at Orange Theory Fitness Lowry. So my second tour of duty with Orange Theory Fitness Lowry. Previously, I had Felicia Hernandez, who's the head coach there. Jackie is there too. They're two of my absolute favorite trainers. They're probably the two that just the way that the schedule falls are the ones that I work out with most. And funny story about Jackie is when my wife started at Orange Theory, this was before I was going and she would come home and just talk about it. I'd ask her about the coaches or whatever. And she'd go, man, Jackie kicks my ass. She's like, I, I don't know what it is. I just tend to go really, really hard when I'm in Jackie's classes. And I go, well, that sounds awesome. I worked out with her for the first time. And there's something about the way Jackie does a workout. Possibly it's the playlists. And I will tell you, her playlists are exceptional. And you can hear how she kind of cultivates them herself on this episode. And part of it is just the energy in there. You're on the treadmills. You can see her in the mirror. She is like bounding from side to side, just moving laterally, just getting hyped. It's awesome. It's really fun to experience. And so we talk about Orange Theory. We also talk about her coaching business, Oshi Healthy. So if you want to check it out, it's OshiHealthy.com. And she customizes her programs for each of her clients. So we talk about her philosophy. We talk about the way she eats. We talk about how she works with people. We talk about how this business started, which is always daunting. And I love a good yarn about entrepreneurship. And we talk about where it goes from here. I mean, what else could you ask for? This is one of my favorite new people. I've absolutely loved getting myself in at Orange Theory. It's very addictive. It's very fun. But they say the best workout is the one you can stick with. In this case, Orange Theory is the one that I'm happy to stick with. I look forward to it. I get grumpy when I don't do it often enough. I'm kind of working through an injury right now in my left hip, which is super annoying because I know I'm going to have to dial it down and probably take a little bit of time off just to help it heal properly. But the fact that I'm annoyed at the fact that I can't work out regularly is saying really good things about what I've done here in 2021. And so Jackie, Felicia, Logan, Shanti, the coaches at Orange Theory, I adore them. This week's show is all about Jackie Fouché. Before we get there, quick love for our sponsor, 4Degrees, the number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. They keep this thing going. They keep the lights on. Because not only are they my sponsor, they offer all the tech support that I need for the back end of my website. Something goes wrong, I pick up the phone, they're right there. And it's a testament to the level of customer service that they have. And I can also tell you that they are geniuses when it comes to reaching the people who need to hear about your business or service or candidate the most. They will help you get the message right. So much of their understanding comes out of political campaigns. And so much of the way that we interact in the world comes from political campaigns as well. So you take that knowledge and you use it for a ton of other purposes. And then they know deployment strategies. So not only will they help you get the message right, they will help you get it on the platforms that have the eyes and ears that need to hear it most that are going to make a difference to your bottom line. 
Four Degrees is absolutely genius level at what they do, and they've been with me for all 293-plus episodes. So if you're doing anything online, Four Degrees can help you do it better. Hit them up. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Tell them John X sent you. You'll have a head start on everyone else. Now then, let's get to this week's episode. Episode 293 features Jackie Fouché. She is a trainer at Orange Theory Fitness Lowry and also the creator, founder, and head honcho at Oshi Healthy. So let's talk fitness, let's talk healthy eating, let's talk music, and let's do it in a very candid and at times profane way because that seems to be the way we both think. Number 293 with Jackie Fouché starts right now. Um, not me either. Like I, it's not my training style or it's not what I prefer, how I prefer to be trained. You know, I like have a very empathetic, like gentle coaching style, but like I will push you, but not in an aggressive way by any means. Totally. That's just not as a person at all. Well, one of my favorite things is like, I'll be on the rower or something and you're like, no, you're not using this medicine ball. And you'll just put like a dumbbell, like right in front of me. You're like, use this. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I can handle that. That's good. That, that's a nice touch. <laughs> oh, I was just like very gentle about it. I'm just going to leave this right here. <laughs> or you'll ask me like, what, what weight are you going to go grab, um, mm. uh, off the weight rack? And I'll tell you, you're like, okay, that's a good choice. Or you need to go up. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. Like that, that's good feedback for me. I don't, I don't need someone like yelling in my face. Felicia told me she likes that. And I'm like, no, that ain't me. She does like that. I was pushing her on the rower the other day, and she was like, yell at me. I need to be motivated. And I was like, all right. You're like, not really my rhythm, but here we go. Here we go. Um, you know, it's in that thing where I just, like, call out slightly higher watts every stroke. Totally. Yeah, or you'll stand there and be like, uh, you're, you're noting the watts, and it, like, it, at that point, it feels like there's pressure with that, where you're like, oh, God. Okay, gotta get right. the watts back up. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, too it's funny. funny. Or people won't have the watts up yet at the beginning of the row, and they'll be like, no, 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 walk away, come back in 10 seconds. <laughs> You're like, I know how the rowers work, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, no, I totally get that. Is it weird for you having to structure, I mean, you're in the fitness industry, so, like, and the, and the health and wellness industry, so that's not nine to five usually. Is it weird the way you have to structure your weeks and your days? Because I know you'll be at Orange Theory on like Saturdays. You'll be like, you'll close on, I want to say Wednesdays. Monday, Thursdays. Okay. Yeah. And then you have to like open at 5 a.m. on a certain day, like that follows one of those closing days. Was that tough to get into rhythm or like, have you found it pretty well now or is it still a struggle? A hundred, great question. A hundred percent, it's a perpetual struggle. I'm a very routine, I'm a left-brained, routine-oriented individual, and I like things to be the same <laughs> every week. Oh, and, no. And ideally, <laughs> that's a nine-to-five. And so, but with this Orange Theory, it's like, you know... Yeah, it's the same every week, but still... And then, and then with, you know, scheduling health coach clients, it's like you know, my schedule is perpetually changing. And, you know, yesterday I had a schedule for the week and then three clients called and was like, I need to reschedule. Okay. My schedule is just perpetually changing. And, you know, the the 5 a.m. opening shift at Orange Theory is definitely daunting and mm. forever. I was able to dodge it for like a year working there. And then they were like, <laughs> well played. Classes. Uh, you got to close Thursday and be there at 4.30 in the morning to open Friday. And I was just like, 
okay. And forever, I was like, I don't know how any of y'all wake up at 3.30 in the morning. And now here I am waking up at 3.30 in the morning. Like, it's no big thing. And it's just like, you know, a part of, I've definitely gotten used to it. But is it my ideal schedule? No fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So this is Jackie Fouché, one of my favorite people that I've met at Orange Theory. And literally... When I get into something, I tend to really get into it. So, like, I hit it off with you really quickly. I hit it off with Felicia. I hit it off with Logan. You're the three that I primarily work out with. Coach Shanti, her schedule just tends to never line up with mine. And, you know, outside of her, it's the three of you. So, uh, we hit it off quickly. We both love music. And it bears mention, oh, she healthy. So, which is, when I saw your Instagram, I go, that is a delightful handle. So... <laughs> And your, you. your entire company is, uh, is called that. So tell me a little bit about it. What, what is Oshi Healthy and how did you get it going? Um, so Oshi Healthy, so like when I came up with that brand name, I struggled for a long time, um, what I wanted it to be. Um, but then it just kind of like, as you know me, like I'm from Detroit, so I have a little bit of like this ghetto sass. And so like it's like, right. oh, she healthy, you know, <laughs> like that kind of like, oh, she respects her body. Like, oh, she, you know, really wants to be her best self. And oh, that's your, really your hashtag it. game is on point, by the way. <laughs> and it's always funny. It's like, uh, oh, she paleo or, uh, yeah, like it's, it's always just something built in that kind of construction. Like it has that kind of architecture to it, which is really fun to read. It's satisfying because the way you did that is the way I read it in my head, which I imagine is by design. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it's funny. Like I never really intended for all of those hashtags to just, Right. And then they just kind of like organically came about as part of the brand. But um, I knew, you know, I really wanted to, you know, my life's purpose on this earth is to like help other people find happiness. And for me, that, um, you know, my biggest interest is health and wellness. So to, for me to be able to combine those two interests and joys for me, that's my life mission. And um, I really wanted it to be, you know, not about being skinny and not about, you know, like losing weight. It's about like treating yourself right and nourishing your body because that's what you deserve. And so I'm really trying to kind of, you know, flip the whole perspective on like restricting your food and, you know, dieting and all of that. And it's like, no, no, no just eat the best foods for your body and your best body will naturally emerge. It's, it's that simple. Totally. And that makes good sense. And what's funny to hear you say that is I would think that people will express to you that you have kind of an aspirational body, right? Because you're tall, you're lean. Um, and those are genetic things you can't necessarily do a lot about. But how do you navigate that? Because everyone's built differently. And I remember a story on your Instagram. Sorry, I'm throwing a lot at you, but. No, you're good. Um, about you, like, you were very tall as, as a young kid too, right? Like, you, you grew very, very quickly. And so, like, how was that growing up like that? And then secondly, how do you navigate it when clients tell you, like, I wish I could look like you or something like that? Or do they even say that? Yeah, totally, totally. Good question. Um, so yeah, I was six feet tall, uh, at age 13 and a size double zero. So wow. if, like you've never seen a baby giraffe, that was me. Uh, <laughs> oh, that explains the spirit animal then. Exactly. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and all its gangly, awkward glory. Um, <laughs> and I was just, you know, always like stuck out like a sore thumb. You know, everyone was just always looking at me because I was always, you know, a foot taller than everyone. Um, and so, 
for a long time, probably, you know, I, I became the site at 13 and probably not until I was like 20, 21, did I really realize the type of body that I had. Um, and you know, um, how grateful I should be for that because sure. forever I just hated it because it, you know, drew all the attention to me. It made me stick out. I felt like it needed to be perfect all the time because everyone's like, you should be a model. And I was like, Oh, well, I guess that means I have to look like a model all the time uh, and just put all this internal pressure on myself and really didn't like my body for all those reasons. But then finally, you know, in my early twenties, I grew into it and started to own it and, and, you know, love being tall, which I think for a lot of tall girls is a journey that <laughs> we all have to go sure. I'll probably have to redo it if I ever go to like China or somewhere where everyone is like short and dark, but it's <laughs> for another time. Um, but as far as working with different body types with clients, that's one of the things that makes Oshi Healthy working with me different than just working with a standard, you know, dietitian or regular diet or whatnot is I work with a bot metabolic body typing system that I learned. Uh, I've worked in a naturopathic doctor's office. I internship there as well. And this is the system that they would use. And, you know, like it, it breaks it down into three different body types for males, four different types for, for females, because females have that extra like Kim sure, Kardashian yeah. hair, hair shape look. Right. And, you know, those body shapes are determined by which um, like certain glands are dominant in your metabolism. And those dominant glands are going to determine your body shape, where you tend to gain weight and what type of foods you tend to crave amongst other things because of the like main hormones that are coursing through your body. So I coach different body types to eat different things. Sure. And like, I know for me, like I will never, like I have to work incredibly hard on the way forward to even have a whisper of an ass. Like I <laughs> will never be, a, and I know like Nicki Minaj and Kim K, that's not real, but like I will never right. even have like a semblance of like a badon. <laughs> but like other bodies, like the body types opposite of me, they can have that all day, you know? And so there's just, there's different um, positives from each. And you just have to recognize that like, okay, I'm the, you know, other body types will never be tall and lean. I'll never have an ass. I accept that and I'm just going to nourish my body and make the best out of the, the body that I have. It's so funny hearing you describe that because one of the things I do in my job is I do public speaking training. So like I do lots of coaching. Uh, I do classes for people. I taught it for two years in college. And I always tell people like there's no ideal version of a public speaker. I'm here as a guide. I am just here to shepherd out the best version of yourself, whatever that looks like, because you're going to be able to do things that I can't do. It reminds me of when I write with my friend. I'm not good at a quick joke, but he is. So he'll sniper in. Like, I can build the plot structure. I can build the whole, like, contraption. And then he will put the finishing touch on in a way that I never, ever can. And so hearing you describe that in terms of people's bodies, I think, is really useful. Like, it's a great frame for understanding health because it's easy to get sucked into something that maybe doesn't fit you. And therefore, you're, I mean, you're just going to be chasing smoke at that point. A hundred percent. And it's as feel for the American public because there's so much conflicting information out there of like how to be healthy and how to lose weight. It's like eggs are good. Eggs are bad. Coconut oil is good. Coconut oil is bad. <laughs> breakfast is the most important. Skip breakfast. You should be intermittent fasting. You know, like <laughs> right. eat no meat. Be vegan. Eat all the meat. Be keto. And it's like, how the hell are you supposed to know what's right? And it's like, well, actually different 
things are right for different body types. But if you don't know that, then you're going to be someone that should be vegan that's doing a keto diet and it's not going to work for you. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like what you're describing is if you're putting the wrong kind of like motor oil in your car or like the wrong kind of gas, right? Like you, you have an internal combustion engine, yet you're trying to fill it with like the whatever the corn ethanol stuff is, right? Car's going to break down and not run optimally. Is that am I kind of in the right ballpark here? That's actually hilarious you say that because that's one of the um, analogies I use oh, um, no. with okay. clients. <laughs> I like I like just talking about like feeding your body like natural whole foods, like organic healthy foods. It's like if you want your body to look and and run like a high end beamer, then you don't want to put you know the unleaded gas in it. Like you're gonna put premium quality gas. Sure in that car and that's what if you want your body to look like a luxury car then you need to feed a luxury gas yeah no i and again it's so funny how useful metaphors can be because it's so easy to get bogged down in like the minute of your own body and understanding like your metabolism and you know macronutrients and things like that but if you just sort of simplify it and take it out of context in that way and go okay look this is what we're trying to do philosophically um, that's cool. Do you get resistance from clients when you're trying to uh, steer them in the right direction? It's like, oh, I don't really like eating that or whatever. Like, how does that unfold? <laughs> um, not too much, actually, because I'm very much like, you know, I want this to be sustainable for you. So mm. I'm not going to say eat raw kale at every meal if you hate raw kale, you know? Sure. <laughs> like, it's, I only have one hard no, and it's soda. No one has any business <laughs> drinking soda, diet, regular, Coke Zero, whatever. No business. But other than that, we can find balance. What, what about like LaCroix and sparkling water and things like that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, so like, I'm actually a LaCroix drinker. Um, and that, that is one thing that I, you know, and, and on all, there's like a scale of like, you know, zero being like, this is the least healthy choice you can make. And then 10 being like the most healthy as far as beverages go, the least healthy, obviously soda, the most healthy, healthy, obviously water. Right. And then in between there is all kinds of things on the spectrum. And LaCroix is definitely towards the healthier side, but it has things about it that knock it down a few notches, right? So, and this is just gross, like warning to everyone, what I'm about to say is disgusting. Okay. But <laughs> anytime you see uh, like natural flavors as an ingredient, like it's so like natural vanilla flavor, that's not coming from a vanilla bean. That's actually coming from a beaver's anal glands. Oh. So it's natural. It's from nature, but you're drinking a, you know, vanilla flavored whatever, and it's not what you think it is. Get, get the fuck out of here. What, like, how? <laughs> okay. Thank you. That's something I can now and never unknow. <laughs> no, you're welcome. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> tremendous. Like, how did you come by that information? Because I've like, I read a lot of weird shit and I've never heard that before. Yeah, no. So I am a huge on, I have two main health gurus that I really um, do a lot of my continued education learning on the side with one, Dr. Mark Hyman. Um, he's a functional medicine practitioner. He um, coined the term vegan diet. It's really starting to gain a lot of popularity. That's paleo and vegan together. Wow. It's basically how I eat. Um, and he, I listen to his podcasts often. I read a bunch of his books. And then also, um, Sean Stevenson is another really great, um, just 
voice in the health and wellness world that I definitely um, learn a lot from. So I actually heard that on, he said that on two of his podcasts, okay. believe it or not, Mark Hyman has. <laughs> so a question for you then, if you're paleo and vegan, are clients ever, do they ever look at that and go, I don't necessarily want to be paleo. I don't necessarily want to be vegan. And is that a barrier to entry for you in working with clients? Because do they think that they're going to have to uh, adapt to that lifestyle as well? Yeah, totally. Good question. Um, so I have had like talking with friends, like I wouldn't want to work with you because I don't want to be gluten free. You don't have to be gluten free. I'm gluten free because that's what feels best for me. Sure. Like we're going to talk and work together and find what feels best for you. And a lot of it is kind of um, a progression, right? So at first it's like, all right, let's work focus on limiting sugar and eating whole foods. And then people get really great at that. And it's like, okay, well, what's next? We're going to eat right for your body type. And then we get that down. And then people are like, well, I want to continue on this journey because I'm feeling great. What else can I do? Well, you know, gluten does X, Y, and Z to your body. Uh, if you want to try cutting it out, same with dairy. Like personally, I don't think the majority of the population shouldn't be eating cow's dairy, right? Um, similar to gluten, like the majority of the population shouldn't be eating gluten, at least gluten from America. But I'm not going to force everyone to do that. If you want to do that on your own prerogative, I will absolutely coach you and help you to do that once you're ready. But if you're not ready, then we'll work with what we got, you know? For sure. I think that makes good sense. And I mean, I, I would suspect most people coming to you are going to be open to suggestion. I, I can't imagine there's many people getting dragged to you like with gritted teeth, you know, <clears throat> going like just showing up and then just immediately being like, no, fuck this. I don't want to do any of that. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it's there's some sort of impetus for change. Right. So, yeah. I mean, the range of people that you're working with, do they range from people who are already pretty healthy or do you get some folks who have like a long road ahead of them? Like what what's the variance there? Um, I definitely work with the range, you know, and that's why I like everything I do is very individualized. You know, some people we meet once a week for a month and then they're ready to go down once every two weeks. I've got a client we've been meeting once a week for 20 weeks because that's how far she, you know, she's at 50% body fat and we had a long sure. road to go. Um, but then other people are just like, I really want to like learn how to nourish my body better. And, and, you know, I work on like, I'm a health coach, health being, you know, holistically. So I, certain clients I'll work with, you know, how to sleep better, um, meditating, stress reduction, anxiety, things like that. Um, you know, whatever you come with, if I'm able to help, um, I will help you with it. But a hundred percent, it's very individualized. So like, yes, there's a general structure of things that I touch on, but the pace for everyone is different. And, and to, you know, touch on like people coming to me gritting their teeth, like they're, those people aren't ready, you know, having, right, having sure. this for a while, I find that, you know, there are, I don't want to say good clients and bad clients, I guess the ideal clients and, and less ideal clients, right? Sure. Those that are like, Jumping in with two feet, they're like, what do you got for me? You know, in, in every session, I give action steps. It's like, okay, here, focus on X, Y, and Z for the next week, and then we'll go over it when we meet again. And if you did it, awesome. If you didn't, let's coach you through it, figure out what we need to do different next week for you to do that. And some clients come back, and they're like, I made a spreadsheet to show you that I did them, <laughs> you know, just like yeah. above and beyond, and, and they're here for it. Um, then other clients are like, well, I didn't do that because you didn't and, you know, sure. those people aren't necessarily ready for that change or I'll have people be like, 
I really want you to work with my brother. I'm going to try and talk to him and convince him. And I'm like, okay, but if if he's not, if he's not ready, then there's nothing I can do. You know, like I can tell you what to do all day, but if you're not, you know, a lot of that, those, the, those balls lies in your court. I don't know. (laughs) Like that analogy is weird. (laughs) But you lost track of it a little bit there, but that's okay. The word those balls coming out of my mouth, I just like got distracted for a minute. Wait, those balls coming out of your mouth. <laughs> now it took it to a whole other weird place. We're, we're doing, uh, it's a whole riff from the, the movie Private Parts. Um, that, uh, biography about Howard Stern. And so it came out like in the late nineties. Um, it's pretty good, but that, the way you did that was almost exactly that sequence. And he's saying that on the radio. It's so funny. Perfect. Um, but so, I mean, obviously, yeah, some people just aren't ready. They think they're ready, but they're not quite there yet. It reminded me of something too, where even in the process of coaching people through public speaking, because people come to you and they are coming from a position of openness and vulnerability, because we're talking about health. When you're talking about public speaking, you're typically, I mean, more often than not dealing with someone's worst fear. Something that they really hate doing. I mean, public speaking is feared above death um, in terms of statistically. So a lot of times I'll end up hearing about people's hopes and dreams and maybe things that didn't pan out right for them or things that they want to pursue but are afraid to. And I'm thinking, dude, I'm just trying to help you get through this thing at work. Uh, but it turns out you become this almost ad hoc therapist. So... I imagine you're hearing about a lot more than food and exercise. Is that true? Yeah, totally. It's interesting. My my background is diverse. My degree is actually in psychology of health and healing. Um, mm. So very mind-body connection. Um, and I got that from uh, uh, Buddhist university. So like we sat on meditation cushions for class. We bounded in on class. We took a lot of med- meditation classes. So I'm very familiar with kind of you know how the mind works and mindfulness and awareness and all of that um and then also that was definitely something that was touched on in my health coach training um and then also uh, having a yoga teacher background as well that's that's a very spiritual practice and knowing how to work through mental afflictions as well um and then <laughs> um previously i've also held a job as a mentor coach for teens and young adults um, so I have experience kind of coaching through those life events, um, and calling on, you know, experience of going through my own life events. Um, but one thing that I really learned during that mentor coaching is like, if someone comes to you, um, with like something, you know, like I'm going through a divorce or whatever, and like, yeah, I have never been through a divorce, but right. I can imagine the emotions associated with a divorce. And I'm sure I've experienced those emotions. So it's like, how can I, you know, just A, have empathy for you in recognizing what you're going through there and then B, just like really kind of be a pillar of support. And like I said, like, I'm there for you. Whatever you want to get out of this hour is fine. You know, if you want to spend the whole hour talking about divorce, I'll try to steer it towards health things <laughs> a little while for a little bit. But if you're not having it that day, like, I will talk to you about your divorce for an hour, it's, you know? It's, it's your money. I mean, you know, it, it's, right. it's your time. Uh, so, no, I totally get that. And I, I think what you're expressing here is something like feedback that I've gotten about me in terms of the way I host this show and the way I work with people when I'm training them for public speaking. I tend to open up to them and offer my own experience because if you do that, it becomes this invitation. It becomes almost like 
and this term is politically charged, and I don't mean it to be that in this particular context, but like a safe space. And so they go, oh, well, he's willing to talk about this, this thing that was hard, or like I've written on the Internet extensively about the infertility journey that Kristen and I went through. And so people started coming out of the woodwork and telling me, yeah, I went through that too, but like I thought I was alone. And so to your point, if you can express empathy, if you can even like, yeah, you haven't been through a divorce, but you listen to them and you say, you know, it reminds me of the way I felt during this. What I hear you expressing is this, and here's how I navigated that. Here's how I sort of worked through that. Anytime you're coaching or working with other people, that's going to be super useful. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. That was something that I learned in my, my from mentor coaching was that like to help open up because again, being a health coach, people are coming to me in like a very vulnerable, you know, sharing vulnerable stuff that they're not necessarily comfortable with. And, and, so and I do, things they don't like about themselves too. Like that's right. the weirdest part. Like you talk to someone, it's like, yeah, I really don't like, I want to improve this. It means I'm unsatisfied with something. And that's not something you express even to a lot of friends. Right. It's really hard to admit that shit for sure. For sure. And so, and I know that like the way that I look can be an intimidating presence. Um, <laughs> so I, I do try to just open up and, and be like, yo, I've been through some shit. I'm not judging you at, you could tell me the worst thing in the world. And I guarantee you I've done worse. Hmm. And I like really try to like <laughs> set that bar. And, um, I, I see it. I see it like, you know, clients demeanor in the, the first session versus the, the third or fourth, um, and really allowing them to feel comfortable and open up for sure. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> I will say it's always kind of unnerving when you do that. You will open yourself up and people will draw from your well and it's okay because like you're there, you're offering it up and they will take some strength for you in terms of you dealing with clients or people coming to you and expressing all this vulnerability. How do you handle self-care? Because that's something I'm always interested in, particularly when it comes to people dealing with, this is going to sound like I'm being dismissive of it, but I'm not, like shitty things that people have gone through, right? Like, you know, anytime you're dealing with trauma or anything like that, you leave a piece with a client. It can be challenging to either let go of that or how do you wrestle with it internally how do you handle self-care? Um, so I, yoga is my church. Um, and I really, you know, I definitely spend 30 to 60 minutes every day doing some type of yoga, body work, just like that's my time to be in myself and, and having such physically demanding jobs. Um, I, I literally have to do that, but it, it keeps me sane for sure. And then also I, Big on breath work. Um, so, you know, if I find that I'm super stressed or, you know, having a mental <laughs> breakdown for lack of a better term, sure. <laughs> having a moment, yeah. um, the, my breath for me, I've cultivated a relationship where it's like a friend, like I can be freaking out and then just turn inward to my breath. And it's like an analogy I'll use is like getting into your bed after a long trip, oh, you know, yeah. like hugging a friend like that's what like I can just tune into that anytime I'm in a, a an unfortunate mental space and that's really become a tool um that I utilize and then I guess other things just like work-life balance I you know am pretty strict about like okay I'm not gonna meet on Saturdays and Sundays I can't do it you know yeah. or um you know late at night um and then also uh you know living in Colorado doing things like camping hiking all sure. of those things keep me sane for sure. 
Yeah, it's it's not always easy to enact that work-life balance because as a fellow entrepreneur, people ask, do you work more than when you were working for someone else? And I don't think necessarily. I'm certainly thinking about it all the time. The way I phrase it is, I'm never done. There are just times I choose not to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. Is that, is that you? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And I mean, sure, it lives in your head, but... You know, you, you kind of learn to live with those friends and stuff. In terms of Orange Theory, I'm working through a little injury right now myself. But I remember a couple of weeks back, you were working through one on your own. So when you're doing the demos, you're doing them pretty light or you're doing them like half. How often does that happen for you? Because you're teaching a bunch of classes and you're also taking them too. So how's your body holding up when you do that? Oh, <laughs> not as well as I'd like it to be. Fair but, <laughs> um. <laughs> So I I like to say like I, I have the body of a twenty something, but I have the spinal structure of an eighty year old. Oh Jesus, um, really? Oh, you got a fucked up back too? No, oh, yeah, it's super fucked. Cool, um, we can we we can be uh, fucked up back buddies then because great. I injured mine when I was seventeen. Um, Same. Nice, and then again when I was it's gonna sound like I'm making this up. But then again at 22, then again at 27, and then most recently, so what was that, 2017? So when I was 36. So I'd, I'd missed the, the fiver there that I, that I had, but yeah. So what, what happened to you? Uh, so I have a little bit of scoliosis, so it just makes things wrong off the bat. And then I played, um, volleyball really competitively through high school and I've done, you know, like this arching. Oh yeah, sure. Swinging motion thousands and thousands of times and like just hyperextended that my low back. Um, and so it's just like a chronic injury that flares up every so often, you know, yeah. and by every so often, I mean like every couple of weeks. Um, it's, it's a Jesus. perpetual, it's like a great, like chronic back pain. And that's why I do so much body work because if I don't, then it just, um, flares up so much. I go to PT regularly. Um, and, and when I first started at Orange Theory, I, wasn't mindful of my form when I was demoing because funny that you work with public speaking. I, before coaching at Orange Theory was like, had terrible stage fright, like, and oh, terrible. Really? You'd never terrible. know that now. You'd never know yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It took a lot of hard work and a lot of stepping outside my comfort zone to the point where when I was training, one of the trainers actually told me like, I don't think you're cut out for this. I don't think you can do it. Oh no. Wow. <laughs> right. Which to me, I was like, I will show you. You're like, okay, well then you can choke on it because here it comes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So it, it took a, a lot for me to, to learn, um, starting as a coach at Orange Theory. And, and so having to demo exercises with proper form that keeps my body safe while being under the eyes of 40 people while <laughs> becoming comfortable with public speaking. Like I, I couldn't do both at the same time. Um, so I, I really was in rough shape a lot at the beginning of my coaching career. Um, but lately I'm, you know, one of my biggest things in class, belly button is fine. Pull your belly button to your spine, engage your core, because that's going to Tighten all your core muscles around your, your vertebrae and make sure they all stay in the right spot so that your back doesn't seize up and your hips don't seize up to try and protect that, you know, skeletal integrity. Um, and so that's just one of the, like, I always just have to be really mindful of my form, no matter what I'm doing. Otherwise I'll, I'll throw it out. But there are some days where I'm like, I can't believe I'm about to go in and do this. I'm in so much pain. And like, I, I don't take painkillers or anything like that just because I'm, 
so adamant about, you know, being natural with all things with my body. So And yeah. like no Advil, no nothing? No, I only take a leave um like once a month for, for lady time props. But sure. other than that, um yeah, no, I don't I don't dabble. Wow. Because I, otherwise I would be perpetually eating it because I'm just in pain all the time. So Oh yeah. That's man, that's rough. So I interviewed your colleague Felicia a few weeks ago. And one thing I forgot to ask her, you all have to do so much counting, like in, <laughs> in terms of like just during an Orange Theory class and just watching the clock and like, you know, sometimes like rowers are doing things and people on the floor are doing things. And then you're obviously like usually most active with the treads. Um, but do you ever get home and you're still just like counting in your head? You're like 30 seconds, 15. Are like, does that ever get on a loop in your head? Like when you work at a store and it has a particular kind of door chime, <laughs> you'll hear it when you come home. Are you ever counting shit? Like <laughs> when you're not coaching? I'm not really counting shit. What I do find is like, if I, I can estimate how long a minute is almost to the T. <laughs> like I'll be holding it. I'll, I set like minute timers for when I hold my yoga poses and I'll be like, I feel like this should be about done. I'll look at my watch. It's like, ding, the timer goes off. I'm like pretty good at that. Um, but there are times in Orange Theory where I just have a, a moment of panic where I'm like, holy shit, I have no idea what the fuck is going on in here. What, how many times have they done this push? Who's doing what? Like, how, like, and I've gone up and asked members, like, how many times have you done this? Right. Or like, I've completely forgotten an interval before. Or the worst, you know, like usually when I end class, it's I always put a heavy hitter song at the end because I know that the group that ends on the treads is is really dying for that yeah. last all out. <laughs> totally. And so I I end class, it's like I and I had to fast forward through my playlist, which was weird to me. It was four minutes ahead of time, so I should have known. But like I had to fast forward to that heavy hitter song for the all out because I thought it was the last block, and I like. Finish. I'm like, let's go. It's your last one. Come on. And it's like this, you know, everyone just completely kills himself. And then I end it and, and the rowers are like, um, we still have one more block. And I was like, oh. and I like over the mic. I was just like, holy shit. And I never swear over the mic. Yeah. And, and I was like, just kidding. Plot twist, everyone. One more block, like, let's do it again. And one member was like, you're not getting a 9.5 again, just so you know. <laughs> you're like, you should have said to the rowers, you're like, God, shut up, Poindexter. Like, <laughs> I, I'm counting. You're not counting. I'm counting. <laughs> yeah. I changed the count. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned the heavy hitter song. Uh, I just got to give a shout to your playlist because they're always on point. They're always exceptional. And like, it's, it's one of my favorite things about working out with you because when I was on the bike last time, so we were together, what, like four days ago, I think, uh, you came up to me and you're like, did you like, and I can't remember which one you asked me if I liked, but I mentioned my chemical romance to you. Um, I go, yeah, that one was, that was right in my wheelhouse. And then you turn to the person next to me, you go, and I got one for you too. And, and I go, okay, so this isn't just me, but you put on Avenge Sevenfold and I go, hell yes. <laughs> like, and so it was Bad Country, which I haven't heard in forever. Like, is this like a regular thing for you? Because I know that I made you and Felicia a couple of mixed CDs, not in a creepy high school puppy dog romance way, <laughs> <laughs> but in like a, hey, here's some shit I think you'll enjoy. Uh, which you were both really cool about receiving and you both seem to enjoy it. But is that a common thing for you? Do members like requesting songs and stuff? 
Um, songs specifically, not as much as just like, I know what type of genres people like. Um, you know, so I've got one client that's like, play all hip hop all the time. And meanwhile, sure. Nicole, that, that Avenged Sevenfold chick that was next to you, she only wants to hear hard rock in there. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, it's really obviously like, I can't please everyone. So what, right. what my typical formula for making a playlist is I try to alternate genres so that, Every three or four songs, there's something for everyone. Um, and that way you're not just, you know, if you hate hip hop, you're not just working out to hip hop the whole time. Although I do do specialty days where I have like a thug life playlist where it's all like, <laughs> you know, old school hip hop. And then I do have my rock and roll playlist, which is honestly my favorite playlist and a lot of other people's. And you'd be surprised, like a lot of the older ladies in there go heavy. Like yeah. Rage Against the Machine came on. Betsy, she's like maybe 68 and the tiniest thing you've ever seen. And she's just on the tread, like going so <laughs> <Yes>. hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, and that's one of my favorite things. Like never let them see you coming. Right. I, yeah. I, I love surprising people. I mean, we're talking right now. I have these crazy pink nails <laughs> um, that, you know, I, I wore to uh, record a podcast with the head of a bank. Um, so like never let them see them coming. Always, always keep them guessing. Uh, I love it because like I, I'm a huge music fan too. So like I'll work out to, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some of the obscure shit I've heard. Like, I don't know. Give me some loving by Spencer Davis group or like Pat Benatar or Joan Jett. You know, you, you put on soldier boy most recently and I hadn't heard, <laughs> I hadn't heard that Superman song in forever. And I go, yes. Okay. This is the jam I didn't know I needed, but here it is at long last. Yes. yes. How much time are you dedicating to that aspect of the workout? So when I, you know, I perpetually have a running list of, uh, on my, on my notes on my phone. Whenever I hear a song, I'm like, ooh, this would be a good Orange Theory song. And I just have a running list and it's organized by genres. So I can pull from, from those different genres. And then, you know, when I first started out, so the way I would make playlists is it's on a pacemaker app and it pulls from my Spotify playlist and then I can cut and mix and fade. Um, nice. and it's great because it, it gives you suggestions on what songs have similar BPMs that would, that would mesh well. I was so, wondering about that because the way that you all get them to like fade up and fade into each other, I go, oh, okay, I hear what's happening here. How are they doing that? And I just never heard of that app. That's cool. Yeah. Also, side note, I'm the only coach at Orange Theory that's making my own playlist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but so the, when I first started using that pacemaker, as far as I know, as far as I know, I don't think anyone else is creating a pacemaker. I could be wrong. I don't want to knock anyone um, that is. Sure. But Felicia may be like just making, you know, like a Spotify that plays plays through. But as far as creating in pacemaker, I think I'm the only one um, because it takes a long time. Like the first time <laughs> I, cre I created my first hour long playlist took me like eight to 10 hours yeah. in like, you know, different, different two hour sittings. Now I'm down to about three hours, um, for a playlist just because I've, you know, gotten better at it and figured it out. Yeah. But it's usually something I'm doing where, you know, it's after dinner and my fiance is, you know, working on some, his portfolio or, you know, extra side shit. And I'm like, all right, but it, it just kind of sucks because I got to have headphones in and that takes away from our, yeah our time you know but um i love doing it so like i really don't mind totally i i feel the same way felicia asked me how long it took me to make like the liner notes and the list for you guys i go really not that long because i'm making this shit all the time just right. because it's something that i like to do and it's just right. it's fun for me 
Um, and so like, and when you give it to someone else, you go like gift giving is more frequently about the gift giver than the gift receiver. So yeah. like, even like, even if you guys just took it and were like, thank you, that's nice. And threw it in a drawer. It's like, I don't care. It was fun for me to make. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, like totally. that it in that way, it's kind of its own reward too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as you're going forward here, in terms of Oshi Healthy and growing that business, are how long have you been at it? By the way, it's very young. It's um, and I mean, so I guess I guess yes and no actually on that question. You know, starting probably two years ago, I I created Oshi Healthy and started doing a bunch of you know um, brand style guides and ideal client avatars and competitor audits and all of these things, trying to figure out like you know how to build a business because I have all the knowledge in the world on health and wellness, but I don't know anything about business and marketing and accounting and copywriting, all the things, all that crap you have to learn when you're building your business, you have the thing you're good at. And then there's all the extra shit that you have to do to get there. Yeah. It's, it's really tough. And it's definitely something that's almost like some days I wake up and I'm like, I just want to work for a regular company that has other people (laughs) to do all that shit, you know, but then like, I don't think I would be able to coach in the style that's true to me. So that's what keeps me going with this. But so like two years ago, I started doing all that like behind the scenes stuff, but it really wasn't until probably about eight months ago. Um, I did a post after the transformation challenge. It was like a before and after post of like, cause I had gained 3% body fat over quarantine and then coming back um, to the gym, Orange Theory did that transformation challenge and I, I lost it back and got, got back to my regular um, body fat percentage. And I did a like before and after transformation post and I was like, you want to know how I did it? I didn't count a single calorie. I didn't count any proteins, fat, fibers, you know, anything like that. Like I just focused on eating healthy and nourishing my body. And if you want to learn how to do that, slide on into my DMs. (laughs) And um, one of my like now favorite members of all time, Taylor, Taylor Manns, she was the first person, like my first ever like official client. Uh um, And she, she, uh, she slid into my DMs and she was like, Hey, let's chat. And so like, that was the start of it. And it's so funny because I had like done all this, like, you know, pre-building on the, on the business and marketing front, but I really hadn't thought of like, okay, if I do get a client, like, what the fuck am I actually gonna do? And so like, really at the beginning, like, I was just winging it. Like, I was like, uh-huh. okay. And, you know, we had a Zoom chat and like I still being so green at it, like I didn't know my value. Like I wasn't sure if I was going to charge her uh, because I didn't say that in a post. So I didn't know what she was expecting. So we have this incredible hour long conversation. And then, you know, we hang up and we schedule another one. And then she Venmo's me $50. And I was like, okay. Well, this is my rate now, you know, like, and it was really <laughs> totally validating to have someone set that for me. I was like, oh, so that's what my time is worth. Perfect. You know, <laughs> um, and so then I just started working with her and she just like had this incredible journey and incredible progress. And then, um, at Orange Theory at the new year for 2021, we did another transformation challenge and I, you know, Felicia was so great to have all the coaches announce like, Hey, Jackie does health coaching. She works with nutrition. If you really want to win the transformation challenge, like definitely get with her. And so then, but then like, 
upper management heard we were doing that and they were like, no, no, don't do that. So that, that got me an influx of clients, like a whole bunch, um, just for a brief period of time. It's slowed down a little since then, but, um, you know, that, that was really a huge learning curve for me as well. You know, with each, as I had more and more clients, I was like, okay, I'm not going to do this with this one. I'm going to incorporate this. Mm-hmm. And I really started building up, you know, this whole library of resources and PDFs and, um, things like that. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's very young. And, and as I started, like I, like I said, like I was just winging it. I was like, well, it seems to be where people are seeing progress. And yeah, yeah. So, but now I've really kind of got it down. I wouldn't call it a science, but definitely, um, a more concrete plan, I guess. Yeah. Well, hearing you describe that reminds me of prior to launching my own business, I was in corporate, you know, wanted to do my own business started it up, got the website written, knew what services I was going to offer and was lucky enough to get a couple of clients like right out of the gate who told me what they were going to pay me. They're like, Hey, here's the scope of work. Here's, you know, here's what we can pay you for it. Does this jive with you? And I go, yes. And thankfully it was great. Like it, I couldn't have had a better experience. But then when I started chasing my own business, I remember going, what the fuck am I doing? Like, how am I getting away with this? Because and like you, you get that imposter syndrome at least for a little while because it's like someone's actually paying me for this. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like I do, yeah. but I also don't, you know, yeah. like, like, and the problem is you're kind of not seeing the forest for the trees. You're getting bogged down in a bunch of procedural shit that while useful and while important to have dialed in at some point is ultimately not why people are hiring you, right? That like they're not hiring you for how professional looking your contract looks if that's something that they have to sign, <laughs> right? Right. But it's right. something that plays an outsized role in your head as you're thinking yeah. about it because you're like, man, I do not look legit. And yeah. so to your point, working with clients, I remember I got a, a guy who was not connecting well with his C-suite and he was not connecting well with the, the people that direct reported to him. And so I met with him and I said, look, I can I can put together a curriculum for you that will help you connect with these folks, you know, some best practices, some lessons and some things for you to do. He hired me and I go, shit, now I have to create this thing. Like, <laughs> like I don't have this. Like, I, like, I know I can do it and it's a matter of just right. sitting down and doing it, but holy crap, what a daunting experience, right? Yeah. It, I would, at the beginning, I was, I would oscillate between like, holy shit, I'm living my dream. I'm doing it. And like, <laughs> Holy shit, this is terrifying. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. I must quit immediately. Like that, those are like my two emotions on a daily yeah. basis. <laughs> yeah, you go minute to minute as an entrepreneur pretty much yeah. at all times. And yeah. God, I feel that. You're like, I am just going to run away <laughs> into the night. But yeah, it, it's all, it's just, I remember someone on this show told me once, they say, if you do what you love, you won't work a day in your life, right? I would argue when you actually achieve your dream and you're doing what you want to do, it will take fucking years off your life. <laughs> right? Oh, you're so true. And, and you, like, I, cause I do, like, I have always been very adamant about, like, pursuing careers that were in my passion. And I was very lost when I was younger because I didn't know what my passion was. Sure. And then I, I figured it out. And now I, I am. I'm, I'm doing things that don't feel like work to me. You know, like I don't have to be like, oh, I gotta go to my nine to five, or I, right? You know, whatever. Yeah, I, um, I gotta go. But, I gotta go grind out at bats here, like as we just right, play out exactly. the string. I, yeah. I, you know, clean bathrooms. You know, like I'm not doing that right. shit. But 
I am working my fucking ass off. So like, <laughs> yes and no to that, to that saying. Yeah. I, yeah, I think people underestimate like there are times or especially early on. And I don't know if this happens with your parents or anyone in your life or whoever, but I got the sense my mom didn't think I was actually working when I started like my own business. I think she thought I was just, I don't know, fluttering around and just doing my thing. (laughs) But it's like, no, I'm like, I'm actually nose to the grindstone pretty much at all times compared to when I worked in my corporate job. And I had a lot of time to sit on conference calls and look out the window and dare the internet to bore me. (laughs) So like, I, I don't think people are necessarily ready for the self-directed rhythms of entrepreneurship, even if they've been considering it. Until you do it, you have no idea. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. It's a lot. So, which is why frequently I'm at Orange Theory in the middle of the day because I got to break it up and I got to reset my mind. So, yeah, that that's yeah. why I tend to work like work out in the off hours, which is also nice. It's less crowded that way. Yeah, totally. But okay, so as you go forward. Let's say Oshi Healthy becomes exactly what you want it to be. Do you have a vision of what that looks like for, <sighs> because everyone kind of defines it differently. And I, I'll go first here because for a while I didn't have a great answer for this, but they're like, what's your vision for your consulting company, Deft Communications? And I go to do well enough to where I don't have to work for anyone ever again unless I want to. And that feels unambitious, but to me, that means that I have achieved my dream and I have not only achieved it, but maintained it. They yeah. say when people are chasing championships, particularly if you're watching combat sports, it's one thing to win the title. It's another thing to defend it. So defending yeah. that, man, it it can be tough to stay hungry. But that's kind of my journey. What about you? Let's say Oshi Healthy gets super successful and is where you want it to be. What does that look like? You know, that's definitely something I still am kicking myself for not really having a clear picture of. Um, oh, you're going to be fine. Trust me. I, I never had a great picture for this because I'm not like I'm not in the empire building world myself. Like I, yeah. I, I don't particularly have an interest in that. So yeah. be kind to yourself about that right off the bat. I'll just tell you. Yeah, no, good. Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, I think, you know, just in, in loose terms, um, <laughs> in like a, a less important thing, I'd love to just have a team of people doing all of the businessy things sure. that I don't want to. Um, you know, like have made enough income to be able to hire those people, um, and, and really just put all my time and energy towards, you know, coaching health and wellness. Um, and, 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 you know, ideally really having like the message of Oshi Healthy and, you know, kind of, transforming the, you know, view and stigma around food and weight loss and really just like educating as much as I can. And like, I don't want to use the word movement because that sounds, I don't know, lame for some reason. It's, but... it's, it's hokey. Like, right. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I'm, I'm, I'm like not trying to start a movement, but I just want to like, yeah, I just want people to see differently. And like, um, and in like a way that's so much better for, for them and, and for, you know, even like going as far as the environment and, and things like that, as far as, you know, like taking, um, you know, pride in what you're eating um, and really just kind of, you know, affecting as much positive change as I can um, while making money. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the like, here's the thing for me. I don't. I don't need to be rich. Like I, and right. I, I do very well. I, I'd like worry free for money, you know, like, yeah, yeah. 
like to where you can live how you want to live and not be tied up in knots about it at all times. That to me looks like success and it feels like about the same for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, being, being a millennial, I'd love to own a house one day instead sure. of just perpetually rent, you know, all of those things. Yeah. I would, I would definitely, that's definitely a goal. Right. Sure. Well, and some of that, uh, I think you can chalk up to both bad actors in the system and some level of systemic failure to where that is out of reach or feels out of reach for so many people when otherwise it shouldn't. Right. Yeah. That's a whole different conversation. So now's the time. Right. On, <laughs> now's the time on the show when we do plugs. Where can we find you? Where can we find Oshi Healthy? Plug it uh, online. If you want to plug your Orange Theory work, whatever you want to plug, do it now. Yeah, totally. Thanks. Um, so my website is www.oshihealthy.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's oh underscore she dot healthy. Um, and then Orange Theory. I'm over at Orange Theory Lowry. Um, and their Instagram is OTF Lowry. Um, they're Monday, Thursday nights, Friday, Saturday morning. Come, you can work out with John, show you a good time. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't promise uh, anything. Sometimes, I mean, and you've seen this, like sometimes I'll go in there in total piss face mode. And like, and like, I, I just have to have like a good angry workout. So no guarantees on that front. It's like seven thirty in the morning. I'm like, morning, how are you, John? He's like, shitty. <laughs> right, just run it out, run about it. I'll talk to you in an well, hour. No, we'll so be, yeah, you come up. Again. You're like, uh, and I, I always, I always put this back on the person I'm talking to because I am interested. But I go, you're like, how are you? I'm like, shitty. How are you? And so, <laughs> like, because I don't want to talk about my own you know, garbage. I, I'm more like, I need to get out of my head. So when I, tell me anything. Like if I say that to you, just tell me anything and it'll help. Like literally. Perfect. Good uh, to know. But, uh, all those links will be available in the show notes. So if you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods, uh, you can find them there. Also on the John of all trades homepage. That's J O N of all trades dot us. Jackie Fouché. This was an enormous pleasure. Thank you for the idea. I'm happy to promote this and I absolutely adore you. I'm thrilled. I, I don't think I'm working out with you for like a week or maybe even longer, but I know I'll see you in there. And so I wish you nothing but continued success. Yeah. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you having me on. And this was a total blast and I just appreciate the platform and, and all you do and love your show. Get your ass across the finish line in three, two, one. Episode 293 with Jackie Boucher is done. Thank you for tuning in. Check out Oshi Healthy on all the places I just mentioned. Whether you're on a podcast platform or you're at johnofalltrades.us, you can find links to her business there. And as long as you're on one of those podcatchers, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, leave us a rating, leave us a review, hit that subscribe button, brand new episodes come directly to you. New episodes drop on Wednesdays. Exclusive episode previews are on Mondays. That's Facebook only. The handle for that is J-O-A-T-Pod. That's also true of Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. The John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. Training, content, engagement, and podcasting, that last one. Not only do this show, I have three others that I produce. I can help you conceptualize the show. If you have a show that's not doing anything, I can consult on it. You need me to produce the whole thing in one easy package. I'm happy to do that as well. So... Hit me up on email, john, J-O-N, at deftcom.us, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. I'm out of here for this week. I've already got a brand new show lined up for you next week. It's a good one. It's a returning guest. 
and we're talking a slightly different flavor. I talk a lot of beginnings, which we cover in this week's episode, but we also talk endings. Sometimes endings are messy, and I like to say, leap in the net will appear. What happens if you get pushed? I'm going to leave it there. In the meantime, hope you're taking care of yourself, hope you're eating right, hope you're getting lots of exercise, hope you're getting outside, and until I hear you again, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny.